Here I have uh, odds and ends. Um, just this net. Um, I, I one of the Bible verses I've used the most in my life that's helped me the most in my life. And actually, I've only used the last little four-word sentence. It's John six twelve, I believe it is. And Jesus is telling the disciples to pick up the pieces. Is one of the times he fed the multitude, and he said, "Let nothing be wasted." Now I know he was talking about the bread on the ground, but he he structured that sentence where it stands alone. And I think we're supposed. To, he wants us to use anything we can out of the Bible, any way we can as long as it's done in the spirit of his teaching. As long as it's done in the spirit of his teaching. Let nothing be wasted. Let nothing be wasted. I have used that so much. It has helped me when something bad would happen. I say, okay, well, God wants me to get something out of this. What is it? You know. But, uh, and besides, it was, it was something I could remember. Let nothing be wasted. <laughs> 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 well, in my memory... Time ain't helping it, you think it? <laughs> you know none of y'all have that trouble. But anyway, uh, if rain did never come to be, we never would a rainbow see. Rejoice for your trouble carries, for those things tend to lead to prayer. And they sure do. It's like I was talking about if I could have sang like Hank Williams or played that guitar. You think I'd be here? No, the Lord let me make enough. He didn't have to. They just let me run like I was running. And I made enough trouble where I had to do something. I said, Lord, take this away from me or take me. And uh, trouble did it. Which I can't say too much about trouble. <laughs> uh, it's just one out of I said, our Bibles have these words within. In your anger, do not sin. So if today my voice I raise, let it be to Christ in praise. Amen. I, uh, as I told y'all, I was raised up. Uh, it was what, at that time, way out in the country, of course, Matthew, they live in the old home now. And, but then at that time, you know, we had a wood stove. That's how I was raised by my grandma. After I relate to that. And a wood stove, outdoor plumbing. Uh, fireplaces are so heat so heat you learn to dress in a hurry uh, but I remember that old wood stove grandma's it took it a while she'd have to put that wood in there especially on a cold morning it takes a while to get hot but let me tell you something once it got hot he matched fires out it took a while to get cool I learned that I never forgot it as a kid. Uh, <laughs> I said, <clears throat> and this is something the secular people say. They'll say, God is love, and that's it, gone, you know. Well, there's a little more to it than that. God is love, indeed, but there's more to it than that. These people throw that out and keep on running it. I said, God is love. <clears throat> we know that's true. But an angry God, he can be too. And like a heated stove's the roof. His anger takes a while to cool. Yes, it does. Let's read the Old Testament for verification of this. Now here's one I think I was thinking about me for sure when I wrote this. 
We can this with assurance take. Our God never makes mistakes. But you know at times, it's times it seems he starts to say he came close with what he made him play. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought about too what if if Jesus wouldn't it never was you know if Jesus had not existed what world was in would we still you know what what would, what would it be like I thought about that and I put this down I said this is what our Bibles would be if inside there was no Jesus to see just some interesting stories that clearly would tell why we each and all are headed for hell. And that's what it would be. There's nothing else in that Bible other than Jesus that'll get us to heaven. That's it. It's everything about Him. Everything. Should be. It's all about Jesus Christ. Of course, that's where that's where the cults go wrong. They'll recognize Him and he, they don't put Him where He ought to be. And, uh, and of course, y'all know I was talking about the devil, and this makes me think. The devil don't waste his time around non-believers, in the bars, in the cults. You'll find him in church. You'll find him in around believers. That's where he, you know, why you need to hang around the other one. They're doing good work for him. And uh, it's all about Jesus, of course. The devil's main purpose is trying to discredit the work of the Lord. But anyway, we and I ran this short one off. I realized when I say I have faith, I had to have a way to check that faith. And, and we all do we have really how much faith we have. We all can stand more faith. But I said, to depend on you, Lord, this I must to depend on you, Lord, this I must, for the measuring stick of faith is trust. Always. You want to check your faith. Just see how much do you really trust Him. How much do you? How much do you really trust the Lord? Think about that. That's kind of interesting. It's always the measuring stick of our faith. Always. Uh, one more in this little group, and I have one more to tell you about. That's the Lord created such a beautiful world. I think I said this a while ago talking about those that say there is no God. Just everywhere I can look at a, I tell you, a hay field that's been molded at about dusk. It smells so. Uh, a tree. Uh, you know, it don't have to be the Rockies or the Ozarks. Or everywhere. Well, he put that there for our benefit, but mainly we're supposed to take that and use it as, and praise him for it. That's why. Praise. Give him praise. We see something that the wonders of this earth, a child, a little child laughing, whatever. Give him praise, because everything is supposed to be there. <clears throat> How sad those that walk through this world and never see nothing. Never see nothing. 2020 vision and don't see nothing. I wrote this thinking about that and how everything ought to be used as a form of praise to him. But anyway, I said, let the rocks cry out and the oceans roar, the waves bow low as they reach the shore, while the sun by day and the stars by night shine forth their praise to Christ our life. Oh, 
This next one is going to wind me up. I think 12 verses. But it has an interesting, it's interesting how it came into being. I want to share that with you. Many, many years ago, my wife told me about a dream she had when she was a child. She was maybe second grade. She dreamed she was at the crucifixion. At the crucifixion. She said, she remembered it was so real, she could even smell the ground. I guess it uprooted the earth to set those three crosses. She could even smell the ground. And that never left my mind. I thought, someday I'm going to do something with that. At the cruise, she said it was so real. So, anyway, I finally, you know, everything's a blessing. Let nothing be wasted. Would I have ever sat down and thought about this if I had kept my health and kept going and all God set me down? He gave me a few little things to set me down. But anyway, I finally, this, this was not easy for me because I had to be very careful that I didn't misphrase anything. Or, but anyway, I wrote this and uh, I call it simply, I was there. Whether dream or vision, I can't say. I only know I was there that day. A day so vivid in memory, I'll never forget what I did see. He could scarcely walk as he was led. His back was torn, thorns on his head. They cursed and filled the air with tears at him who days before they cheered. The governor asked, why should he die? But they kept shouting, crucify! That day they set a murderer free and hung our Lord upon a tree. The soldiers did his foes divide. Casting lots, they did decide. But I heard him say as he suffered through, forgive, they know not what they do. Two more with him that day did die. Two thieves with him were crucified. One taunted said, If God you meet, save yourself and set us free. But the other thief rebuked, replied, This man does not deserve to die. Then to our Lord he made this plea. When in your kingdom, remember me. What agony he suffered there. He had even lost the help of prayer. For God in heaven on that day, in wrath from sin, had turned away. A darkness came upon the land, sent from God the Father's hand. Then as our Lord moved into death, said it is finished with his last breath. We, we stood transfixed. Gentile Jew, as the temple's veil split in two. A mighty earthquake shook the ground. Saints long dead rose, walked around. A centurion who did all this see said, The Son of God, this had to be. It was all so real as I looked around. I could even smell the very ground. Crying out, I heard myself to say, Dear God, please take me far away. Then this voice did say to me, Do not, do not look back again to see. I should have listened and not looked behind, for all faces in that crowd were mine. Whether dream or vision, I can't say. I only know I was there that day. And God bless you.
good folks. I appreciate you listening, and that wraps up my little part.